Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Here in Cleveland. And Hyderabad. And Hyderabad. Oh my god, what's going on? I'm your host, Dave Anderson, and we have our producer slash co-host. William Jeffries. Out in India, enjoying that biryani. Oh my god, that biryani is so good. Mmm, boom biryani. I'm a little jealous. I don't think uh, Cleveland is quite as known for its biryani. Honestly, I hate to be a stereotype, but I usually just get the chicken tikka masala. It's so good. <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> anyway, since we're, we're, since we're both traveling, uh, so far away from our comfortable rabbit hole studio in Manhattan. I miss you, studio. Today's topic is going to be coding on a plane. So did you get on the plane? I did. I, I decided I was going to splurge on the flight over. And I, I debated if I was going to pay for business class, but I was like, no, this is done. I'm just flying from New York to Cleveland. I'll just pay for Wi-Fi. That'll be my splurge. So How much was it? It was like 10 bucks. It's pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That's so worth it. Was the internet any good though? Yeah. I, I had a pretty decent connection and it was really good for like chatting with people, just slacking and like sending messages to my friends and stuff on Hangouts. Uh, and even so like, crazy. you know, I had like a YouTube video <laughs> that someone sent me. I was like watching a, a video and it was like decent quality. It was pretty good. Wow. That's wild. I never would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> my experience was always struggling to code without access to Stack Overflow on planes. No, we are we are now in the future. You can get access to Stack Overflow on the plane. I mean, I've totally, I've totally like coded on planes when there wasn't internet. But like, I remember the first time that I did have internet, it was just like completely revelatory. Um, but it's it's like that thing where um, so there was this one like interview on a late night show with Louis C.K. where he was he was talking about how ridiculous it is the times that we live in where we're flying through the sky, having access to the sun knowledge of all of the human race. And then it stops working. <laughs> People start complaining. They're like, ah, oh, this flight's awful. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> Can you appreciate what you have? You're flying through the sky. <laughs> but this is yeah, being beamed like... to you by satellites. <laughs> exactly. In space. In space. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, the space satellites are like sending me all the stack overflow information I needed to, to write code. And then we started descending below 10,000 feet and they're like, okay, we, we're going to turn off the internet now. And I'm like, no, mom. <laughs> not done yet. <laughs> Can we just do a lap? Yeah, just do a lap. Right, exactly. We'll just loop around Cleveland a couple times. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a lesson learned. It's amazing having that. But the flight from near Cleveland <laughs> is two hours or whatever. But like you're only above ten thousand feet for maybe like forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that I see. Like I actually planned to have a book on the plane because so I did not realize that internet was going to be an option. I feel oh, like such so a like when you when you flew out to India, that was like what, like a thirty-hour flight or something, twenty-six hours. 
it would have been 26 hours if I had done the layover to get me to Hyderabad. But instead, I just flew direct to Mumbai, which was only like 16 hours. And then I spent the night. And then I went on mm-hmm. to Hyderabad later. Okay. So did, did you have the opportunity to use Wi-Fi or do any coding while you're flying? I mean, now that I realize that this is a thing, I really totally should have. My plan was like, if I finished my book, then I was going to try and do some practice problems, like some Project Euler stuff. And I just had like docs downloaded, you know, for different programming languages so that I could reference them. Yeah, yeah. And just working with like the core language itself. Right, because you're not getting any packages. No, yeah. I I think even if I was able to, or if I I wanted to start a new project, it would have been pretty challenging with the Wi-Fi. Like I was able to get a YouTube video to stream, but I don't know about downloading all those node modules like (laughs) those are just like so exorbitant (laughs) yeah and trying to deal with any api dependencies that's gonna be a nightmare oh yeah one thing when i was i was traveling one time and i did not pay for internet and i refused i didn't want to pay the the twenty dollars or whatever but then uh, I, I didn't realize that my my web application depended upon a bundle of JS that was just like hard linked to some website, some external website. So it just wouldn't come up properly until I had like just one drop of internet. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I wasn't able to download the JavaScript bundle and the fonts and whatever. And it just looked completely janky. Plain testing. <laughs> exactly yeah it's not playing ready that website gotta get the uh service workers or whatever great way to discover dependencies in your code you right. a plain monkey to go along with chaos monkey <laughs> yeah i mean you, you don't really realize how ubiquitous the internet is and how many little tiny requests your computer is making until you have to really front load all of those requests have you ever done any other road trips or travels where you coded in transit? So I haven't, but my sister was on Startup Bus. Have you heard of this? No. <laughs> it's a bus that a bunch of people get on and then they try and start companies while they're on the bus. <laughs> that sounds like it would be uh, pretty pretty rough. Like I don't know about motion sickness. <laughs> <on that point. laughs> Yeah, well, people do a lot of hacking on that bus. Where, so where are they driving to? Is it like a tour bus? Like kind of like a, like a, a rock and roll band tour bus or something? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big bus. I think they go, I mean, it's like a like a full week long. It's like a very long bus ride. Oh, wow. They're like I have a friend cross. who started a company on that bus. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's been working with that company. He's like, that company still exists. It's been around for like five years now. They oh have offices in multiple countries at this point. It's called um, Major League Hacking, MLH. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, they do like um, hackathon competitions, mostly for universities all around the world now. It's kind of oh. crazy that that started on a bus. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Did they have Wi-Fi? <laughs> yes, they definitely had Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. That would be rough. Everybody's just like tethering to their phone. <laughs> like, burning down a data plan yeah oh, that's pretty cool yeah i mean i guess like if you're not too 
subject to motion sickness and a bust my work. I have a buddy out in or who used to for a time live out in Cleveland, and I, I tried I tried coding on a bus. Um, did not did not feel it too good for myself. <laughs> like wasn't wasn't said well with me. But then uh, another time I went out to visit him and I took the train, I took Amtrak, and that was glorious. Like I think coding coding on a train is the the best of all like coding <laughs> adventures that you can have because it's just like such a smooth ride and you've got you know the beverage car in the back. Oh my god, the cafe car is so clutch. Yeah, so nice. You can like kind of get up and change where you're at, like. A <laughs> real challenge I had on the flight, which may not have been an issue for you on your flight out, but um, my uh, 15-inch MacBook Pro was really cramming in there. I felt like I was uh, invading my own personal space and invading the personal space of everyone around me by like opening up this guy. Like I, yeah. I was, I was able to make it work. I kind of like nudge it over a little bit, but when I had to like open my notes and like look at my notebook too, and like yeah. yeah. So squished. Yeah. I used to have to commute from Philly to New York and back often. And oh, on the train? Yeah, on Amtrak. And so I got a lot of coding done on that train. So, you know, like that's like a two-hour bus or two-hour train ride. So you can really sink your teeth into a project. I had like a hotspot, not on my phone, like a separate hotspot with a separate data plan. Mm, okay. Um, which was better than the train Wi-Fi, which was actual garbage. But <laughs> still pretty rough patches. So, you know, when you did get internet, it was like, all right, let me download whatever packages I need because I don't know when the next patch of internet is going to come. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not, like, as predictable as, like, being at 10,000 feet on the airplane. <laughs> like, you're just going to, like, have a tree or a mountain or something and just ruin your, <laughs> your business. <laughs> yeah, the, the ride the ride out to Pittsburgh from uh, New York is, is pretty beautiful, but, like, there, there are some spots that are very rural. And those mountains get up and up in the train's Wi-Fi business, and not pretty. Have you tried coding in the car? Oh, I don't think I, I, if I don't survive coding in in a bus, then I'm definitely not going to survive coding in a car. <laughs> I thought about it. I definitely considered it sometimes. Uh, where you know somebody else is going to be driving, I'm like, oh, maybe I can like you know just get a little bit done on the side. Could be good. Uh, but uh, I have done it, and it is totally miserable. It is you get exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly as car sick as you thought you would. Yeah. Like red green refactor, except green is you turning green because you're <laughs> about to curl. <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically all the methods of public transportation. Did we did we miss any? <laughs> you ever coded on a submarine? <laughs> you know, I did. I did code on a boat once. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you win. <laughs> yeah, oh man, the... what what boat were you coding on? There's some like uh, pretty dope ferries in the uh, Seattle Bay Area. So, oh um, man, yeah, it's like an hour long ride to get out to the peninsula from from Seattle. So it's pretty pretty nice time to chill out with uh, some code and the pretzel with some cheesy dip. Um, this, I mean, it's like this is brilliant. 
brilliant. It's pretty, much, it's pretty much in the same league, I think, as like the dining car from Amtrak. Like, highly recommend. Very civilized commute. Yeah, I was commuting on the ferry in New York, taking the ferry from Greenpoint to Jersey City. But you have to transfer at Pier 11. And so you're not on the ferry for long enough to really justify breaking out your laptop. So I was just doing podcasts. But Mm. man, if that were an hour long ride and I could really sink my teeth into something, they have a cafe on the ferry too. So that would be really pleasant. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the uh, conclusion we're arriving at. You you get like a mode of transport that's like over an hour. You got a good cafe situation going on. You can like get up and roam around a little bit. Mm. Then you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, I need like a private yacht with the internet <laughs> and a cafe card. <laughs> <laughs> or a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> I have never go to a blimp. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> Maybe a helicopter? You code on a helicopter? <laughs> Those are flying like... low enough. You might be able to just get cell signal. <laughs> Seems like something they have like in an army of one commercial. <laughs> some elite l- unit of hackers in the army. In the job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a pause on it. <laughs> yeah, how are we on time? Four and seventeen minutes. <laughs> amazing. I am amazed that we got seventeen minutes of content out of coding on a plane. <laughs> so in conclusion, get these flipping codes off my flipping plane. Or I guess I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more, one more take on it. Get these codes off my plane, or get them onto my plane. I don't know which. <laughs> you got a teach and learn? Yeah, we haven't done a teach and learn in a while. Yeah, uh, I learned recently that according to the Alexa statistics, the average uptime for the top hundred sites on the internet is only ninety nine percent. Two nines of availability. That's it. Huh. Can you believe that? Even for Google? I mean, it's the average. I'm sure Google makes skews things way up because they are um, basically never down. <laughs> but the top 100 sites on the internet, only two nines of availability, which I think works out to something like three and a half days of downtime a year. Wow. Or maybe more. Wow. Um, oh, that 1% really makes a big difference. <laughs> I it didn't. Yeah sound that bad but you know i'm not doing the math in my head yeah i so mean what, people are always talking about like five nines availability how you have to have this you know 99.999 percent uptime and is that, is that is that what people are shooting for like what's what's a decent uptime like what what should i not feel bad about i mean if the top 100 sites only have two nines of availability then i guess you could feel good about that i don't know i think that <laughs> You should probably have at least three nines of availability. I mean, it also depends on your use case, right? Like, what what, what is your service? How critical is it? That's what are the true. consequences of it being down? Mm, that's real true. And I guess not having zero downtime deployment will also, like, add up over time. Like, if you have to take yourself out for, like, a minute or two to do a deployment, then, you know, those, those minutes are going to eat away at your nines. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, so you got 365 days in a year times 24 hours in a day times 60 minutes an hour. So if you have three nines of availability, that leaves you with only 525 minutes of downtime a year. So you want four nines of availability. That's only 52 minutes a year. You want five nines of availability. That's five minutes of downtime per year. So you basically, like, nothing can really go wrong. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if something is down, like, five minutes is not enough time to Google the answer and fix it, even if it's easy. Yeah, especially if you're on a plane. <laughs> you're definitely going to lose a couple of nights. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it was good catching up. We'll have to talk more about some availability in nines next time. Sounds good. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. <laughs>